Welcome to That's What She Said, a podcast of sermons at Galileo Christian Church, Disciples of Christ. Galileo exists to seek and shelter spiritual refugees, who for us are people for whom the church has become boring, irrelevant, exclusive, or even painful, especially people who have been pushed out because of their gender or sexuality. If you yourself are a spiritual refugee, we're especially glad you're listening. continuing our readings in the Gospel of Luke, finishing out sort of this long season of Advent and Nativity. And you might remember early on I talked about Luke's method of interweaving the stories of John and Jesus, John the Baptist and his cousin Jesus, um, and how we sort of took those two stories apart and got all of John's story out on the table before we turned our attention back to Mary and um, the coming of the Christ. So we read about the adult John in uh, a little earlier in Luke chapter 3, coming out of the wilderness, ready to prepare the way for the Messiah. He's shouting at people, kind of ranting and raving on the banks of that river, telling them to repent, calling them snakes, and then giving really basic economic instructions for how to live rightly in anticipation of God's coming. And on the heels of John's ministry there comes adult Jesus on the scene, in the second part of Luke chapter 3. Luke does not report, as the other Gospels do, an argument between John and Jesus about whether Jesus should be baptized there. It's just reported as a fact. Jesus just does it, along with everyone else. So hear now the reading from Luke chapter 3, beginning in verse 21. Now, when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. Jesus was about 30 years old when he began his work. He was the son, as was thought, of Joseph, son of Heli, son of Mathat, son of Levi, son of Melchi, son of Janai, son of Joseph, son of Mattathias, son of Amos, son of Nahum, son of Esli, son of Nagai, son of Maath, son of Mattathias, son of Simeon, son of Josek, son of Joda or Yoda. Son of Joanan, son of Risa, son of Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, son of Neri, son of Melchi, son of Adi, son of Kosam, son of Elmadam, son of Ur, son of Joshua, son of Eleazar, son of Jorim, son of Mathat, son of Levi, son of Simeon, son of Judah, son of Joseph, son of Jonam, son of Eliakim, son of Melea, son of Mena, son of Matatha, son of Natan, Son of David, son of Jesse, son of Obed, son of Boaz. Son of Salah, son of Nashon, son of Aminadab, son of Admin, son of Arni, son of Hezron. Son of Perez, son of Judah, son of Jacob, son of Isaac, son of Abraham, son of Terah. Son of Nahor, son of Serug, son of Reu, son of Peleg, son of Eber, son of Shelah, son of Canaan, son of Arphaxad, son of Shem, son of Noah, son of Lamech, son of Methuselah, son of Enoch, 
son of Jared, son of Mahaliel, son of Canaan, son of Enos, son of Seth, son of Adam, son of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Tonight we must speak of ontological distance, of a vast existential gulf, of the untraversable expanse between heaven and earth, between the sacred and the profane, between the holy and the ordinary, between the heart of God and the hearts of humanity. Tonight, we must grieve again the withdrawal of God from the garden that was earth, the expulsion of humanity from the same garden, the cessation of their familiar walks together, creator and creature, in the cool of the darkening evening skies. Tonight, we must call to mind the sorrow that we have inherited from our ancestors in faith, that the universe and its creator have been riven from each other's company, that between God and God's creation a chasm has been chiseled, and on one side there is peace and justice, shalom and steadfast love, while on the other anxious fear and self-preservation breed further fragmentation, one from another and all from God. Tonight, we must remember that our ancestors in faith labored to nurture life from the cursed soil on our side of the breach, raising animal and plant for the sustenance of themselves and their neighbors and the strangers in their land, remembering with gratitude that God, while distant, had not left them destitute. And we must call to mind their sacrifices of animal and plant offered over fire, the smoke rising to the heavens, crossing the chasm, carrying their prayers to the ears and heart of the God who never forgot them. The smoke closed the ontological gap temporarily, repeatedly, ferrying the freight of confession and repentance, gratitude and adoration in one direction, and assuring our ancestors of God's own care for the preservation of their lives today and hereafter. And we must listen to the prophet's call, to Isaiah's words of worry and admonishment, that so long as the work of bridging the gap belongs to humanity, as long as the responsibility lies in our own hearts, infected by fear and privilege, hunger and greed, so long as the human family remains fragmented and self-protective, the chasm remains and it is wide. This is not the fast I choose. God says through the prophet. This will not close the distance, this religious practice empty of economic justice, this piety that ignores neighbor and stranger for the sake of prayer, as if what God wanted was more smoke, more mirrors, more of us pretending to love God in the absence of loving each other. 
We cannot love across the vast ontological distance if we cannot love our proximate neighbor. And we devolve, the prophet said, into petty, bickering, judgmental pockets of self-righteous delusion. Our prayers like pale smoke that dissipates in the slightest breeze, never reaching God's ear or heart. And then we must ponder God's own pondering, the grief of God's heart, separated from the world God still loved, God's own hankering for closeness, for familiar walks in the garden that is earth, for the reconciling of difference, for the repair of the breach. And then we must turn our eyes upon Jesus, all grown up now, 30 years old, ready to declare his decided allegiance to the empire of God, stepping into the muddy waters of the Jordan River to let himself be submerged in purpose, drenched in God's invitation, drowned in submission to God's future. Oh, my son, my son, God sings songs while he is still soggy. How I love you, God coos while he prays. You make me so happy, God gushes while he sloshes his way back to shore. And because, thanks to Luke, we hear the voice too, because we see the dove descending, we know God has come over. God's own son, God's own self is here, ready to walk with us, just as we are in the garden that is earth, in the cool of the darkening evening sky. It could only happen this way, as it turns out, that after all our striving, after all our accidental misunderstanding and purposeful manipulation of the smoke and the prayers, that after all our best and worst efforts to come near to God's heart, God finally would send God's heart to us. And this is Jesus, the Son, the Beloved, traversing the distance, crossing the chasm, God with us, God alongside us, God right here among us, dripping wet and ready to help. It's important not to misunderstand, our ancestors tell us, this beloved son does not spring fully formed from the mind of God. To address the gap between creature and creator, Jesus must come from us, too. And so he has parents, grandparents, an ancestry, an inheritance of DNA and character and tradition and story. He belongs to us as surely as we belong to each other. He is the son of Adam. He is the son of humanity, as each of us are also Adam's offspring, a scrambled family of cousins and siblings, friends and enemies. He shares our genealogy, our human being. He is one of us. That's what all the names mean, see? 
We're invited to count them on our fingers as the names go by. Son of Eber, son of Shelah, son of Canaan, son of Afraxad, son of Shem. Well over 70 generations the way Luke is counting. In no way would I insist or encourage you to believe that the list is historical or even plausible. But the point remains Jesus' history is embedded in our own. He is as entangled as any human being that ever was or ever shall be in the beautiful broken fact of our existence. He learns, he grows, he suffers, he struggles, he endures, he prays as subject to the conditions of mortality as any of us, as all of us. He is God, and he is us. And these two realities must be told together as ontologically impossible as that is. So while we are reading, appreciating Luke's research and report, skeptical but not too worried about the accuracy of his genealogical data, suddenly we behold as if with our eyes, the ontological gap closing, closing, the chasm contracting, the valley exalted and the high heights lowered, for now we know the repairer of the breach, the reverser of fortunes that the prophets and his mother longed for has come. In him, all the fullness of God is pleased to dwell. In him, all the fullness of humanity finds kinship. In him, creator and creation are reconciled. In him, no more sacrifice is required, as there is no more distance across which our longings must be carried to God's heart. God's heart is here, beating in a body begotten, just like ours. And this is Jesus. This is our brother, our beloved, who brings us such joy. Alleluia, alleluia, our light and love has come. Thanks for listening to That's What She Said. This podcast is preached almost always by our lead evangelist, Reverend Dr. Katie Hayes. Galileo Church has five missional priorities. We do justice for LGBTQ plus people and those who love them. We do kindness to those in mental and emotional distress and celebrate neurodiversity. We do beauty for our God who is beautiful. We do real relationship, no bullshit, ever. And we do whatever it takes to share this good news with the world God still loves. To support the production of this podcast and the ongoing missional priorities of this church, go to GalileoChurch.org and click on Conspire With Us. You'll have options to use your Venmo or PayPal or use your credit card or bank account. Any amount helps. And if you're kind enough to share your contact information with us, we'll continually send you thanks. Peace.